Sure. Welcome, Garden Family. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So, uh, well, our, our lives are about to change forever here. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, those that are part of our, our church families and I believe this city. What are you feeling right now? Uh, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm excited. I'm very um, just overwhelmed uh, by the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, we're about to uh, make some serious uh, promises uh, to each other as uh, leaders and as a congregation. And uh, in the Bible, when uh, people would make covenants, they often started that process by the partners recalling the goodness of God in their life mm-hmm. and their friendship with each other that brought them uh, to this point. Wow. So what puts you on this stage this morning, Will? <laughs> um, I would say just um, the Lord's pursuit uh, over my life, number one, uh, because I realize that it's not my doing. Uh, it's definitely not my performance. It's not my goodness, but it's the goodness of God. And um, I also want to give some uh, shout outs here. Um, my mom and dad are, are in the house. And um, four, four months ago, uh, my dad was in a huge accident. He was on the freeway and um, he, was, he was hit by a car. And um, uh, it's kind of crazy because at the scene, they didn't think he was going to make it. Actually, they didn't know he was a pastor. They were leading him to the Lord. <laughs> um, and um, it's crazy because I had a dream that today he was getting his miracle. And um, I would just ask my parents to stand real quick. Um, if you can, Dad, pull yourself up there. There you go. Yeah. Um, there was years of my mom, uh, I would walk by the room, and at 5 a.m., it was probably 4.35 a.m., I would hear her praying, and um, I used to make fun of her, and I used to think, like, man, this lady is crazy. Um, She is nuts. Every single morning, I would hear her saying, my son is going to preach the gospel. My son is saved. He is serving the Lord, and at the time, I was I was running amok in the streets, living my own life, um, thinking I knew all the answers for myself. Um, but God had a purpose and a plan. Yeah. Um, and when all the teachers and everyone were telling my mom, your son's lost it. He's in gangs. He's lost. He's recruiting people. He's doing this. He's doing that. My mom said, no, he's a preacher. Um, and um, it's crazy because it was years of my mother praying and believing that I, I would be serving the Lord. Um, so I think what led me here was a praying mother, praying yeah. grandparents. Um, and um, a family who was in heavy pursuit of Jesus, yeah. and uh, Jesus was in heavy pursuit of me. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned, too, that you had uh, uh, had some physical issues growing up as a child that uh, meant that you should really never hope to be on stage. Yeah. Um, the doctor said that um, I had a disease, a rare, a rare disease. Uh, papilloma and polyps were growing in my airways and my esophagus. The doctor said that... Uh, um, there was a possibility that I would never speak, that I, I could die at a young age from suffocation. And um, even in those days, uh, in the beginning process, my parents really didn't have a relationship with the Lord at the time. Um, but uh, my mom said a prayer to God. She said, God, if I could just hear my son's voice, if I could just hear my son's voice, God, I will, I will give my life to you. 
I will surrender my life to you. And as a child, me not being able to speak, um, one day I came into my mom's room and I said, Mom. And I whispered Mom for the first time. And she was blown away. She took me to my dad and she said, Really? Your son is talking. And my dad said, What? And I said, Dad. Dad. And um, man, you want to talk about miracles. Yeah. Uh, we serve a God of miracles. Come on. Amen. Um, the very thing that the enemy was trying to take away from me was the very thing that God would use uh, for me to preach and proclaim the good news of Jesus. Come on. Yeah. Um, and uh, after over 70 plus surgeries, I stand before you healed and whole. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to side our chairs back here. We'll see if we can get out of this feedback loop. I will move like a turtle. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, hearing your story reminds me so much of uh, my own in different ways. Um, you know, I, uh, I came here as an immigrant, and uh, my mom and dad, uh, who uh, founded this church, they uh, came from England solely by faith, no promise of any financial provision, but to plant what the church that is now, this family. Wow. And, uh, my dad's here, uh, the founding pastor of the church. If I can acknowledge him, would you stand up, please? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. You know, one of my memories as a child was, uh, earliest me memory in childhood, was actually my mom and my dad every morning praying together over this uh, kitchen table that was donated to us. We, we, we didn't have anything wow. in those days. And uh, they were praying not only for God to plant the church that they would pastor in their generation, but I believe they prayed us through the second generation. And I believe those prayers are still being answered even now Come on. as we start the third generation. Oh, man. And it's, it's so strange to me, you know, uh, I've mentioned this before, that, that I actually speak for a living. Because I was one of two kids in my second grade class in which they would pull us out. In, in, that, in that time, they didn't really know better. Uh, they would walk us out in the middle of class to go to speech therapy because we weren't, were the two kids who couldn't talk right. Wow. You know, and for God to then turn that weakness into something that he would say, I'm going to give you grace Come and on. allow you the greatest privilege, which is Come to on, talk Jesus. about Jesus and yeah. the kingdom. It's a miracle. Um. Well, we both know what brought us here. I think it's uh, prayer <laughs> and um, consistency with the Lord. It, it seems that you go back to these moments of, of praying with your, seeing your family praying yeah. and me walking in the hallway and hearing my mom praying and hearing my dad pray. Um, those seasons and those days will never be forgotten. That's right. And I believe that now we have an opportunity to continue carrying that out and to be carriers of his presence. And um, I'm believing that this is the time now, more than ever, that those prayers are all going to come alive. Yeah, that's right. Whoa, I got the chills, baby. <laughs> Whoa. Last year, um, there was a lot going on. Uh, the pandemic started. Uh, just change in, our, um, in the churches in general. Everything was like caused you know, be on standby yeah. and uh, silenced uh, 
And a lot of people said that the church left the building. And I believe that to a certain degree. But then it was kind of a lie because I felt like the church became more silent than ever. Um, we went online and that was good, but I didn't know many people who were addicted to drugs or homeless on the streets or who were just hating life or in prison who were thinking, you know what, let me get on YouTube and search for uh, you know, the garden right now and watch a service. Um, and I felt like in that season, you know, for me personally, yeah. it was like, we need to come alive and we need, we need to go out and proclaim the good news. And during that season, there was all this injustice going on also. And, right. you know, um, the nation was kind of rising uh, in an uproar. And um, um, we've we seen a lot of craziness go on. Uh, but I believe that out of all of the, the pain and all of the difficulty, something <laughs> rose up. And um, I, I was going to ask if you could kind of explain um, the season of victory that came out of the season of pain. Yeah, it's been an incredibly uh, challenging uh, year. And even before that, uh, it was a challenging season. But um, I had uh, told our elders five years ago that um, my job number one was to identify uh, the next leaders of this congregation. Uh, because as young and spry as I, I am, I'm not going to be here forever, you know. Um, and uh, that was really the number one weight even on my heart. And... Um, uh, little did I know when we met each other really for the first time, which was, I think, August 4th, uh, as the, the prayer march was going through the city, and um, I, uh, there was some, some interruption by some protesters, and God gave you grace as you stood up and you brought peace. The Lord spoke to me and said, I've given him a portion of this city. Mm. And so I knew right away that we should connect, and we, we uh, connected eventually and uh, started to have lunch together and uh, just hang out together, senior pastor to senior pastor, uh, encouraging each other, sharing our stories, sharing our weakness, yeah. you know, in that time. And uh, it was during that time that uh, you put into words something I had started to hope, which was what, what would happen if God would call us uh, together. Yeah. You know, and, we, and we're the logical match, you know, Will in his skinny jeans, <laughs> me and my dad jeans, you know, um, uh, it's a logical pair. You know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a connection that only God could make. But the thing I do know is that the things I value the most, which are, number one, do we host the presence of God, God in our life? On. Thank you, Jesus. You know, is worship more than a performance? Is it more than pleasing a crowd? <laughs> but is he pleased to dwell? Come on. You know, uh, to find that you and Amanda, that's your lifestyle. That's your priority. Uh, second thing is we're 100% committed to God's word, and we're 100% committed to God's spirit. Come on. You know, and... Uh, to know that value was in your heart uh, was uh, another confirmation. And then to find out how important uh, it was to you guys, uh, the issue of, as leaders, that we have integrity, that we have transparency, that we have accountability, that we lead from a position not of uh, sitting in an exclusive authority, but we're down among those that we care for, yeah. leading from the heart. You, you, you told me that was how you guys led, but I've now seen hour after hour after hour, because we, we've hung out a lot the last five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've seen that that is how you lead, is that you lead with an openness and an open heart, uh, and you don't have an arrogance to you. That, that's so important to me, yeah. you know, because I think that humility is really the key of the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, and it allows the greatness of God to come right. into our life. And so as, um, you know, we were hoping and discussing uh, you, you, were still, you still had responsibility and commitment 
to the church you were leading. Right. Uh, but uh, once it became clear that that responsibility had come to an end, uh, yeah. we had this conversation. And what was phenomenal is uh, as you got to know our, our team, and in particular going into a meeting with our elders, uh, our elders at the garden are people who I actually have the highest respect for of anybody on the planet. Uh, they really have a heart for this church. Yeah. And we normally take a while to process things. Months. <laughs> Months. Years. You know, because um, uh, we know the well-being of our families at stake. To, to walk into a meeting with the major generational transition being questioned and have the Holy Spirit so present in that meeting that the first talk around the room of what do you guys feel, there was a unanimous consent immediately that this was God. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I know you and Amanda have served faithfully many different organizations. Sometimes those organizations, those experiences haven't always been the easiest. No. What gave you the grace to trust again and say yes to this? Because when we were talking, you had other options. You, you, you could, uh, you were looking at maybe just going out on your own into an own, your own building. And uh, I know you would have been successful just on your own. Uh, I know we would have been successful just going forward on our own, but, but why take the risk to come together? Wow. I feel like I'm gonna cry right now. Um, woo! I'm trying to clear it, hold on. You know, it's one of those where you're like, uh. Um, wow, I just. Uh, Aren't you glad your dad's here, man? Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Oh, you're feeding the tears now. Oh, man. Um, I th the grace was totally going back to the basics of Scripture where the Lord says two is better than one. Yeah. Man. I think um, I've done a lot of stuff alone and I've tried to... Um, and, with the, with the leading of the Holy Spirit and just saying, God, my life is yours. My wife and I have been uh, uh, people that have said, you know what, Lord, whatever you want is what we'll do. And um, in that process, we've been hurt a lot. Um, but what caused me to trust again, <laughs> real fast, um, was just knowing that God has never not been faithful. He's always been faithful. Um, and um, honestly, Pastor David, you, you and um, just your heart and the heart you carry for people, but also the integrity you carry. And um, I had to pray about it a lot. My wife was saying it was Jesus the whole time. And I was like, you know, Lord, you got to show me more. <laughs> you got to show me more. And... Um, I'm just thankful that I got to hang out with you and spend some time with you and really um, just sit with you and, and hear your heart for people, but your heart for this city. And um, yeah, I, I think that the Lord really just had to get me into focus and say, Will, do you want to do it your way or do you want to do it my way? And, and the words better together has never been more true. Um, Freedom sound, welcome to the wedding, baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, 
we will continue to raise a freedom sound as the garden. And um, this is exciting. This is, this is what it's all about. But I believe that the Lord has graced me in this season to really just to step out and just trust him. And um, I knew this, this, this was of him. Um, but it took us going to, uh, it, it took me going to Arkansas to see even more so of that. And um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about, about that before we get to this next video. Um, but Arkansas was, was even, I felt further into detail that this was the Lord. Yeah, just real simply, we, are, we had already known. We had yeah. come to certainty on our own. Uh, our leadership teams were in agreement. But that trip back to Arkansas uh, actually opened up even more the significance yeah. of what God was doing. And uh, yeah, let's uh, enjoy this video together. Yeah. Forty-some years ago, I had a rather vivid visitation from the Lord. It was a combination dream and vision and night vision. I was asleep, but I wasn't, if that makes any sense to you. And the Lord presented to me out of Matthew 16 what he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. The keys were so shiny and, and they were just dazzling and the, whole, the Lord put them in my hand. Hmm. And he said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. The gates of hell will not prevail and whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I taught it afterwards, but with cerebral assent to the understanding. I didn't have any, mm. but I taught it because it was truth and it was the word. The last few years, the Lord has broken that on me. And he has let me to know that the authority of the keys has been given to me. And that I are to give it to the trustworthy ones and part that to them. I want you to know that as we speak these things, that I am petitioning the Lord to impart to you Matthew 16 and the authority of the kingdom of God to you today. Would you receive it? That means Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. And the authority of hell has no way to stand against that. Do you believe that? Yeah. Would you be willing to receive it? And the responsibility of 1 Peter 5 and the power of Matthew 16.
Welcome to the wedding. <laughs> we believe God has called our lives and church families together to more fully experience the character, love, and power of Jesus, to grow in genuine community and mutual ministry, and to love and bring freedom to people in our city, this region, our country, and the nations of the world. I make this covenant with God and with you and with the Garden family. I will host the presence of God in my life. Our partnership, the Garden, and this city. I make this covenant with God and with you and with the Garden family. I will host the presence of God in my life, our partnership, the Garden and this city. I am committed 100% to God's word and 100% to God's spirit. I will have integrity, transparency, and accountability. I'm committed 100% to God's word and 100% to God's spirit. I will have integrity, transparency, and accountability. I will consider your call and ministry more important than my own. I will consider your call and ministry more important than my own. I will lead our team and the Garden family with humility, love, gratitude, and grace. I will lead our team and the Garden family with humility, love, gratitude, and grace. I will devote myself to fulfill God's call on my life God's purpose in our partnership and God's destiny for the garden. I will devote myself to fulfill God's call on my life, God's purpose in this partnership, and God's destiny for the garden. (laughs) (laughs) So, Pastor David, there was a moment while we were in Arkansas, and um, Albie, he said, I see you guys locking arms. And as you're locking arms, he says, I see the strength of the Spirit of the Lord just entering into this covenant. And he had us actually lock arms in person while we were there. But he said that he can see it as we are making this covenant today. So we're going to invite one of our elders, Rick Davies, up before us. And he's going to pray over us. But we're going to lock arms and we're going to ask the church to stretch your arms forward in agreement with this prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you in this solemn and joyous occasion. Hmm. Lord, I, I thank you for these two men, my pastors. Lord, I pray your blessing on this covenant and the covenant that we're making as congregations. Lord, but this is more than a covenant. It's more than a merger of churches. It's more than a marriage. Lord, this is a picture, a prophetic picture that you have of your church hmm. united as your bride. Lord, we know Jesus. <laughs> 
Lord, we know that there'll be attacks on this unity. And there'll be occasions and opportunities for misunderstandings, Lord, for offense and, and even alienation. But you are able, oh God, Lord. I pray that you would help us quickly recognize and reject by your power the enemy's attack mm -hmm. against the unity of this bride. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you for mm -hmm. these two men. Lord, I thank you for the integrity they have. And I thank you for the humility and honor I've seen them give each other. And I pray, that, Lord, that you would give us that humility as a congregation. Wow. That we'd be able to serve each other with love and humility. Lord, I thank you as we are combined as one. Lord, let the sound of freedom, freedom from disease. Wow. Freedom from bondage. Yeah. Freedom from yeah. fear hmm. and offense and complacency. <laughs> yeah resound from yeah. this garden yes. mm -hmm. to this city yeah. to this state mm -hmm. to this nation mm -hmm. and to the world yeah. yes lord lord let yeah. your fire fall yeah lord come burn off the dross ignite us O oh lord revive our spirits lord give us the power that we would come to our families to our friends and to our neighbors and bring them to freedom in Jesus Christ. Wow. Mm -hmm. Lord, we lift these things to you in the name of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Oh. Can I can I at least hug the bride or <laughs> I love you, brother. Love you too. Uh, oftentimes the spirit speaks through God's word to instruct and to encourage us. Uh, and one of the encouragements at the start of the second generation of the garden in 1995 uh, that confirmed the merging in of Pastor Pep Roby, uh, Pastor Rob Allison, Pastor Darren Kirkendall was a prophetic confirmation from Ezekiel chapter 37, God taking two sticks representing his divided people and forming them into one stick in a covenant of peace. And from someone not knowing of that prophecy a couple decades ago, we received the exact same prophetic confirmation as Will and I were asking the Lord about joining together to launch now the third generation of the garden. You know, God joined two sticks together in the form of a cross, and it is the grace of his covenant with us that empowers us to make the covenant we are making today. And so enjoy this video. Ezekiel 37, 15 to 28. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah. Then take another stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Joseph. Join them together into one stick so that they become one in your hand. When your people ask you, won't you tell us what you mean by this? Say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am going to take the stick of Joseph and join it to Judah's stick. 
I will make them into a single stick of wood, and they will become one in my hand. Hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take my people out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land. There will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, the land where your ancestors lived. They and their children and their children's children will live there forever, and David my servant will be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant. I will establish them and increase their numbers. I will put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy, when my sanctuary is among them forever. testament god bound together two sticks in the form of a cross in which jesus the son of david died for our sins and he rose as king of kings jesus is the one shepherd of his church and the cross of grace is the power of our unity and our promised future psalm 23 4 through 6 i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. guys we want to tell you about this this piece is really valuable to the Lord because he showed it to us he showed me a picture of someone whittling wood with their hands and we needed to make it happen and so when it seemed like all the doors were closing God opened big doors for lots of artists to compile like compile their skills together and make this happen so I want to say thank you to Martine for whittling the wood making it happen with your hands for us I want to say thank you to Julian for working the camera and editing such an incredible piece I want to say thank you to Cassandra for cutting out the wood by hand. And I want to say thank you to Katie for putting it all together for us. So a couple of really cool things about this piece. This is going to be displayed here forever. One of the pieces of wood is made out of old barn wood. And another piece is made out of brand new cedar. And it's bound together with leather. The rod is for defense, which is the shorter piece. And the staff is for protection. So in our two leaders, Pastor David and Pastor Will, we have that. And I want to tell you the importance of a prophetic act. They're littered throughout the Bible. You guys know what they are? 
We do them because we believe that heaven has a greater reality than we are here. So we make things happen. We, we step out in faith. So when God shows an artist a picture, you make it happen. When God tells you to make that phone call, you make it happen. When God tells you to bind two pieces of wood together, you do it. When someone says, hug your neighbor, love your neighbor, feed the homeless, love your friends, you do it. Guys, we are, we are a part of something so big here. So big. And we're a family from day one. That's today. Another piece that we wanted to include for everyone, we also saw a tree because we are the garden, right? This is one of nine pieces that was handcrafted by two artists, also Cassandra and Katie, so thank you for that. And we want everyone's handprint, their imprint to be on this forever. This is also going to be displayed here. And so out of this is a tree. This is the bottom centerpiece. We're going to have Pastor David, Pastor Harry, and Pastor Will sign the trunk. Our roots are going to go deep here at the garden, right? Amen. We have one simple direction. You're going to sign inside the leaves. So everyone say, inside. Inside the leaves. Because we want it to look like a tree. And so there has to be a little bit of order. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So if you guys see this, just know that this is a labor of love. And everything is better in team. And I'll say that until the day I die. Everything is better in team. So thank you so much to our media team, our creative team, and everyone who's here today. So you guys should have this piece of paper with you right now. And if you can't see it on your paper because the words might be too small, it'll also be on uh, the screen. Uh, but the Lord put it on uh, our hearts to, to create a, a declaration. And this declaration is for us as one body. Okay. And um, we're going we're, we're gonna to try to read this together as a family. Um, but this will now be our declaration from today on. What do I mean by that? That means that every Sunday when we get together to worship, we are going to make this declaration as a body together before worship. Um, so I'm excited if you can pull out your declaration today and, um, we're going to read it. Uh, Try to follow my lead, I guess. All right. Yeah, let's stand. Let's stand. And actually, we're going to remain standing because we're going to do communion right after this. And um, I hope you got some energy for this part. Amen. You guys ready? One, two, three. I commit to live by God's word and God's spirit. To be devoted to worship and hosting the presence of God. To walk in unity, humility, honor and generosity and to love people to life i commit to live in the love of god the father rest in the finished work of jesus christ the son and walk in the power and authority of the holy spirit expectant to see miracles signs and wonders breakthrough and freedom are here Our greatest days are now. Even greater days are ahead. Come on. Somebody make some noise for Jesus.